in today's show. I'm going across the NBA and checking up all of the injury news. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. This episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions that you don't need or you don't want and can even negotiate better deals on those that you want to keep. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And now we're going to go through all of the teams that have current injuries in the NBA and talk about who's in, who's out, and what we do in those situations. And we'll start, as we always do, with the Atlanta Hawks. Nothing majorly new here. Bogdan Bogdanovich is still a few weeks away with his ankle problem, probably looking at around Christmas for his return. His performances before the injury weren't good enough really to maintain 12-team value. If you need his injured reserve slot, if you need his roster slot, I don't hate dropping him, but you know, you've only got two more weeks to go most likely. We're probably two to three weeks away from DeAndre Hunter returning, and he definitely wasn't worth a 12-team league roster spot, so no point in holding on to him. I don't think uh, when, he's, well, when he returns or until he returns, Solomon Hill's out for the season with a hamstring tear. That's the last time we'll be talking about Solomon Hill this season. And then Onyeka Okongwu, he's ready to return. He's back from that shoulder injury. He's actually listed as out uh, due to personal issues at the moment. The initial thought was he'd be back around Christmas. He could be back earlier than that. That's not going to have an impact in most leagues, but I'm really excited about this guy in Dynasty Leagues and seeing how he develops. And if he starts to push and take minutes away from John Collins at center, it's going to be interesting. So watching a Kongu, who I do think becomes can become maybe a Yucca Pirtle type player with better free throw percentage. That's the sort of player I look at, um, I look at him becoming long-term. In Boston... Thankfully, Jalen Brown is back. He'll still be limited from his hamstring or with his hamstring injury for a little bit. But um, Josh Richardson remains out in uh, or with COVID in the COVID protocols. He is probably going to miss until Wednesday next week, would be the guess. He was pushing into some pretty solid minutes. And with Brown back, and then when Richardson comes back, it's going to be interesting how that impacts someone like a Dennis Schroeder, how that impacts the Rock DJ, Robbie Williams as well. But Richardson, we're only looking at him as a very deep league player. While Bruno Fernando, I can't believe that bloke's still in the NBA, to be honest. He's been out for the last four games with a back injury, and he was out the prior 20, that, 20 games to that being shithouse. So I don't think we need to worry too much about Bruno Fernando. But where we do need to look is Brooklyn, because there is a lot of stuff going on. Kevin Durant is on the injury report for today. We will, um, yeah, at, at this point, he's questionable with ankle soreness. I don't know whether he's going to play or not, but he is questionable with ankle soreness. I thought it was worth mentioning that fact. 
Joe Harris is still out for weeks with ankle surgery. We're talking middle of January, end of January for his return would be my guess. And then a bunch of blokes got hit with COVID today. LaMarcus Aldridge, James Johnson, DeAndre Bembry, Javon Carter, and Paul Millsap already in the health and safety protocols from yesterday. So five guys out with those COVID protocols. That means you're going to get more minutes for the Shark, Bruce Brown, more minutes for Cam Thomas, more minutes for Nick Claxton, more minutes for Blake Griffin. You're going to get uh, someone like Kessler Edwards play a little bit more. I think he's an interesting player. You're going to get David Duke play a little bit more. You might even get some Dayron Sharp play a little bit more. If we're looking at options to stream in, perhaps it's Brown and Claxton in 12s. Um, Cam Thomas probably in 14s. Griffin in probably 16-team leagues would be my guess there. Um, obviously, that elevates the value of Pat Mills quite a bit as well. Um, just getting a few extra shots up with Aldridge not there and Claxton being a much lower usage player. There is also an update on Kyrie Irving, who's out with bullshit, like, I don't know, with him not wanting to be vaccinated. And now he's been communicating with KD and he desperately wants to play. You know how to do it, Kyrie? Get a vaccination. That's how you can play. That's the city rules, mate. That's what you got to do. And now there's talk of maybe he will cave and get a vaccine or maybe the team will cave and he'll be able to play in road games. Kyrie, in terms of the blokes who are out there long-term absences, and I'm including Zion Williamson and Ben Simmons as those two players, Kyrie is by far the best player, by far the best fantasy player and the guy that's not dealing with an injury, although Simmons isn't dealing with an injury either. But like, if Kyrie and Zion return at the same time, or if Kyrie is even two weeks later, it doesn't matter. You take Kyrie. He's by far the best player. He's in game shape. He won't have to be yeah, playing 20 minutes a night and sitting back-to-backs for three or four weeks like Zion will be. If you want to take a flyer on the chance that Kyrie gets vaccinated, if Kyrie gets vaccinated, he can't play straight away. So we've got to wait for him to get vaccinated and then at least two weeks after that until he's able to play. So you're probably looking at, you're looking at a minimum two weeks of holding on to him. But the value of him is so high that with some of this chatter, which not to be harsh, but when Shams does something regarding Kyrie, it's because he is a Kyrie mouthpiece. He gets it directly from Kyrie. That's my understanding and belief of it anyway. Maybe I'm wrong on that. So there is something there with that stuff coming from Shams uh, about Kyrie. But if you do add him now, you're going to get zeros for a minimum of two weeks. Maybe it's worth it, especially if you're in a strong position at the top of a league, adding Kyrie and seeing what happens over these next couple of weeks. It's You might lose initially, but adding him, if he's available, it could end up being a winning move. But we don't really have significant clarity on what this all means with Kyrie Irving. But, you know, I, I'm, I was unconvinced for a long time because someone said to me the other day, Josh, how can you hate socks? I hate them. I hate the feeling of socks being uncomfortable, rubbing against my feet, my feet being hot. But I get absolute pleasure from wearing stance socks. Yeah, I, I was hesitant to, to try these when I first got them. Because um, again, I hate it. I hate wearing socks. Not for me. But these ones are unbelievable. They are comfortable. It is not that uncomfortable feeling that I get from wearing socks or from poor quality socks. And not only do they feel great, but they also look great. Founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel with a sharp focus on com- comfort, quality, and creativity. Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression. Because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. Whatever you want there. There's so many Star Wars, Marvel, uh, Disney, 
uh, Major League Baseball, the NBA, Pixar, The Office, The Goonies. Apparently, people are buying Goonies socks these days, but there you go. Stance has so much great stuff out there, and they believe the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. They also love an inspirational quote, and that those that feel good do good. Go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Use the promo code Locked On at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. Okay. The Charlotte Hornets, it looks like they're coming to the end of their COVID issues. We already have Terry Rozier who returned to action. Um, they play again on Wednesday, and there is a chance that LaMelo Ball, Mason Plumley, and Jalen McDaniels could return there. I would assume that Ish Smith would probably add another game, but he's not going to even be a rotation player when LaMelo returns. But we could get everyone back in action for the Hornets as early as Wednesday. So that's great news there. How that all works for Cody Martin, Kelly Oubre, um, PJ Washington, Mason Plumley. how all their minutes look with, you know, because you we know that Bridges, Rogier, Ball, and Haywood are going to get their 34. They're going to get those minutes. So then how does Washington, Martin, Oubre, Plumley, and McDaniels fit in? That's going to be the big question because guys like Martin and Oubre have really been pouring it on of late and that could change in a real hurry coming up. I guess the Bulls would wish some shit would change because that is a long-ass injury list. That's the longest injury list I've had for any team this year. We know that their games this week have been postponed, so they don't play again until Sunday. That could enable three players to return. DeMar DeRozan, Javante Green, and Kobe White. They could all be back from COVID for that game on Sunday. I would be highly doubtful if the following players return. Zach Levine, Derek Jones Jr., Aya Desumnu, Alize, Alize Johnson, Troy Brown Jr., Stanley Johnson, and Matt Thomas. In fact, Stanley Johnson is probably going to be cut before he returns from COVID because he was signed as an injury replacement. And then when all of those guys return, Green, White, DeRozan, yeah, Levine, Jones, DeSumnu, uh, Johnson, those guys, when those guys come back, Stanley Johnson probably won't have a roster spot. So with the likelihood that DeRozan, Green, and White all return on Sunday and Levine, Jones, and DeSumno are out, you're going to get more minutes for a um, Devin Dotson. You're going to get more minutes for Alfonso McKinney, maybe some from Marco Simonovic, um, a boost for the role of Kobe White, and a lot there for Alex Caruso as well, and more usage for Nikola Vucevic. But obviously a shocking situation for the Bulls with so many guys out due to COVID. For Dallas, Luka Doncic. Dealing with an ankle problem. He's missed the last two games with this ankle issue. He's going to be out again on Wednesday. And then they don't play again until Sunday. So hopefully he's ready to go for Sunday's game. But that obviously is not great. While Willie Cauley-Stein has missed forever. Like weeks and weeks with his personal issue. We hope he is okay. He has been ruled out again for Wednesday. That gives more value to Maxi Kleber, Dwight Powell. Even Moses Brown gets a little bit of extra run. In, uh, in most of these scenarios, not enough to uh, you know, bother the scorers too much for fantasy, but he does get extra value there. But with Luca out, we're really looking at Jalen Bronson. Dorian Finney-Smith is a must-roster player. Uh, Tim Hardaway gets a boost in value as well as Maxi Kleber, while Sterling Brown has missed the last five games with a foot injury. He is questionable for Wednesday. If he is out, you're going to really see more minutes go to uh, Trey Burke and to Josh Green in that scenario. The Denver Nuggets. Farton Will Barton has missed the last couple of games due to an illness, um, non-COVID related, which is good. They've started Davon Reed in his place, and he has no impact in fantasy whatsoever. 
It looks like Austin Rivers could be ready to return on Wednesday from his COVID diagnosis. He's been out since the 29th of November. So we're heading up to two weeks there. He's just going to come in and have an impact on Reed, the big stiffy Bones Highland, and maybe a little bit on Faku Campazzo. Um, also, Jermichael Green apparently has suffered a pretty significant ankle injury. We don't have a timeline on it, but I'm waiting for Michael Malone to tell me that he's out for the foreseeable future. Um, he obviously was not a fantasy guy, Green, but that does boost the value of Zeke Naji. Not that he's going to be a 12-team league player, but he's going to hover in those high teens in terms of minutes, and maybe you get Vlatko Chancha, get a little bit of extra playing time there as well, but I'm not convinced that he's going to have too much of an impact. Well, Jamal Murray, the ACL injury, I don't expect Jamal back. Um, remember, Jamal Murray injured his ACL at the beginning of April. I don't expect him back before the middle of March. Maybe he comes back earlier. Sure, all-star break, maybe. But then he's going to be limited with minutes and games played and all that sort of shit. Not worth a injury stash. And if you need his IR slot, I know he's a good player. It's very unlikely to me he returns anything close to top 50 value, even on a per-game basis. And it's just, it's just not going to be worth it, I don't think, to have Jamal Murray on your fantasy team. The Detroit Pistons, well, we had in the last week injury to um, Jeremy Grant with his thumb. He's going to be out at least six weeks. If you don't have injury reserve, he's got to be a drop. <clears throat> We've seen with him out, it boosts the value of Alf Stewart. He gets more minutes. Um, it gets uh, Hamadou Diallo into the starting lineup. Not that he's a 12-team league ad. Trey Lyles is garbage. He's not a 12-team league ad either. You get some streaming value for a Saban Lee and for a Frank Jackson. But their rotation is still very much in flux. Last game, yeah, Saban Lee played 28 minutes and Corey Joseph didn't play. Will Corey Joseph continue to not play? Will they play Rodney Magruder, who played 19 minutes last game? Will Josh Jackson get a boost? Yeah, I think Frank Jackson is your safest bet. Isaiah Stewart's a safe bet. Sadiq Bay is a safe bet to be terrible. Um, there's even talk of Sadiq Bay going to the G League, amazingly. I don't know. I don't think that he will, but that has been mentioned, which is pretty wild. And Diallo is more of that 14-team league guy. Kelly Olynyk is an interesting option because when he comes back, he is going to have really good value. But I don't expect him back until January with the with the uh, MCL is sprain that he had. He's obviously been out weeks. I think we're two to three weeks away from him returning. Is that a stash without an injury reserve slot? Probably not. But there's a chance he's a top 70 player when he is back. The problem is when he comes back, he's not going to be pushed into 30 minutes a night coming back from his own knee injury. Chris Smith's out with an ACL injury and Isaiah Livers is still trying to come back from his foot injury, but they're not going to play any sort of significant roles, I wouldn't have thought. A couple of weeks away here from Clay Thompson returning. Christmas Day is the target. He'll be limited in minutes for a long time. He will miss games. Now, the good thing is when he comes back, they don't have a back-to-back until January the 6th, and then they have another one on January the 14th, which Clay will probably sit out both of those games. But I imagine he's only playing 20, 21 minutes a night. And initially, maybe February, we hit high 20s or low 30s. Otto Porter's going to sit out Tuesday because it's a back-to-back. Remember, there is another back-to-back this week, Friday, Saturday. And I think Igadala and Porter will split those in terms of sitting or playing. And then James Wiseman. No idea. When he's back, it is going to be longer than Clay. I would he middle middle of January would be almost optimistic at this point for Wiseman to return. I don't think he's an impact player coming back, so I would not be holding on to him if I need the injured slot or if he's just burning a hole in my roster. There is no way that I would be bothered to hold on to um old Blunty in that spot. Where are you now? Guys, we know that there is only one spot. For all the props, the odds, the lines, the contests than ever before as football season moves towards the playoffs. BetOnline is that number one spot for all of your sports action this season. So head to the new updated desktop site 
or use your mobile website to sign up today and use our code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus from basketball to football, the NHL, UFC, boxing, or even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all of the fantastic offers for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet Online is where the game starts. It's Christmas time, holiday season. We all want to be jacked for Santa. Santa, is he going to give us presents if we're not looking in the best shape of our lives? And we don't do that by eating high-calorie, high-fat candy bars. We do that by eating low-fat, low-sugar, low-carb, low-calorie built bars. The best-tasting protein bar ever. You need that extra fuel to get through conversations with your family? Built Bar can help. You need that last-minute gift for your favorite nephew? Hey, why don't you chuck him a Built Bar instead of those other horrible, horribly high-fat and high-calorie candy bars? Nobody wants those. But don't you dare, don't you dare bring up your favorite flavor of Built Bar at Christmas dinner because that is how punch-ons happen. That is how families split down the middle, right like succession. You don't want to be the Tom Womgans, Womsgans that's in here breaking up things with your favorite flavor discussion. No, of course not. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. So head to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get yourself multiple boxes of Built Bar. Built Bar, we are built different. Puff face emoji. All right, let's go on to the Houston Rockets. Jalen Green, probably getting that return soon. So the Rockets can go back to losing. He has been out for multiple weeks with a hamstring. And I'll say one thing about Jalen Green. I'm glad they're taking their time with him. I hate people rushing back from hamstrings, as you're well aware. Maybe he's back Thursday. Maybe he's back Saturday. I don't think he's a must-add. But he's going to get the opportunity to be a must-add, if that makes any sense. Cousin Kevin Porter's missed five games in a row with a thigh injury. We assume he's questionable for Wednesday when he comes back. Hopefully, he can shoot better. The hope is probably misplaced, but he should still should still be a 12-team league guy. Well, I think one of the things that has been underrated lately, we've seen games from Garrison Matthews and the designer Armani Brooks, and even performances from Alperen Sengun and Jay Sean Tate, but or Joshy Christopher, but Daniel House has been out. Now, I don't think they should bother playing House a single second. You should be giving those minutes to Brooks and to Matthews and to Christopher. But House has been out four straight games with an ankle problem. When he comes back, do they just take Christopher out of the rotation? Do they limit Brooks? Do they limit Matthews? Probably. That's, you know, along with Green and Porter, the fact that House has been out has really allowed these guys like Matthews, Shingoon, um, Brooks, Eric Gordon even, to see a boost in their value. The Indiana Pacers, Justin Holiday's return from COVID is on the horizon. And as I said on yesterday's recap show, like holding Chris Duarte at this point is just hopeful for a trade because his performances are not good enough to hold. And if Justin Holiday returns, do they start Holiday again over Duarte? Duarte has you know, played over the last four games, 25, 30, 25, and 22 minutes. Not good. And that's without Justin Holiday. Um, TJ Warren, maybe, like, who knows? You'd have to expect end of January, middle of January for him to return. And even then, it's going to be a slow, arduous process for him to return. But I do think that when we head to March, he will be an impact fantasy player. And then TJ McConnell, basically, you're ruling him out for the season. So you can clearly uh, drop him in any fantasy format. The LA Clippers. Paul George, a little bit worrisome, out for the last two games with an elbow injury. Three games, actually, with the elbow injury. We hope that he's ready to go against Utah. There's no indication that it's super serious, but it's not great. 
And then Nico Batum, he returned from his COVID diagnosis, played 15 minutes, sprained his ankle and missed the last two. And while we can talk about the positive performances of Luke Kennard, which have been great, Terrence Mann, been great, BJ Boston stepping up, been great. It has been without Georgian Batum. And Georgian Batum coming back is maybe like 65 to 70 minutes of action. And that's going to reduce Mann, Morris, Kennard, all of their playing time. And also Zubats and Hartenstein, because when those wings comes back, you get more Morris at center. You get Batum at center. And that's going to limit what Hartenstein and old um, Zubats do. So just be aware that we've seen these big games from Mann and Kennard. And they are worth having as long as George and um, Batum are out. But that doesn't mean that that progresses further on. Jason Preston's going to be out nearly all the season. And Kawhi Leonard, I, I just don't care about him in fantasy for this year. He's just not going to be. A, he tore his ACL in June. June. Are we expecting Kawhi to be back and rolling at the All-Star break? Like, absolutely not. No chance. No chance. The Los Angeles Lakers. You can't see me at the moment on YouTube, but I am doing this with the biggest air quotes in the world. LeBron James is probable with his rectus abdominis, and they're just going to continue to list it. I'm not, I'm not doubting that LeBron is still feeling some pain, but they list him on the injury report every single game, and he is in zero danger of missing any time here unless there is an aggravation, I think. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Anthony Davis's knee is more of a concern. There's no structural damage, which is great. But he has missed the last two with knee soreness, and he's officially questionable for Wednesday. He played prior to that 37, 38, 35, 36, 35, and 38 minutes. That's a worry. This team is built so horribly that they're relying upon these guys who they should be limiting their minutes. And LeBron's playing like 37 a night, but they can't. It's a worry. Trevor Ariza is back in practice. We might get Ariza back by the weekend. Don't care about it for fantasy, but what it does do is it impacts minutes of Dwight Howard, Allington, Monk, Horton, Tucker, Carmelo, Anthony, Avery, Bradley. All those guys drop off. Kendrick Nunn is still weeks away, while Horton Tucker is actually uh, dealing with COVID at the moment. So we're expecting him out for the rest of the week, and maybe he returns next week. He is not a 12-team league player, though. On to the Memphis Grizzlies. Ja Morant is out with something. He'll be back sometime. I don't know. The Grizzlies are shocking. Just don't be surprised to hear an announcement for the Grizzlies saying, uh, gotcha, bitches, Jar Morant's back. That, that's what'll happen. And they'll never tell us what the injury actually is. We've got no idea. At this point, I'm not expecting him back this week. But who knows? He, he could be back literally tomorrow. I've got no idea. Brandon Clark has missed six straight games with knee soreness. That has meant that guys like um, the cashier Xavier Tillman and Killian Tilly have been playing bigger minutes. Zaire Williams is dealing with an ankle sprain. He has been out for the last four games, and that has meant more minutes for Johnny Concha, and Jarrett Culver's even been in the rotation there. So with those guys out, like we're not really... You know, it's not really impacting 12 or 14-team leagues too much. Obviously, Morant being out means that Tyus Jones is a 12-team league guy. I think De'Anthony Melton's very fringe and then has no real 12-team appeal when Morant is back unless someone gets hurt and unless that someone is Bain or Brooks. I don't think you know, Melton being valuable in 12-team leagues is very hit or miss with Morant out because he doesn't play a ton of point guard minutes. Um, Sam Merrill also out with an ankle problem, not that that's impacting anything. For the Miami Heat. Everyone has a hero. True. Zero people shouldn't have a hero. Yeah, yeah. 
Tyler Hero suffered a knock on the quad last game. He only played 25 minutes, and now he is questionable for Wednesday. That is obviously big news because Jim Butler is out with his tailbone issue. Butler missed four games, came back, looked horrible, hurt his tailbone again, has now missed another four or three, including uh, three, and then fourth will be Wednesday's game against the Sixers. So he is out there, and the fact that also Caleb Martin is out. So if Hero is also out, we're really going to have an option for Gabe Vincent and Max Struess the Winter Soldier, to really bump up. Markeith Morris remains out with that Nick, inju- Nick injury. No, the neck injury from the Nikola Jokic hit. Um, Victor Oladipo, I'm not expecting him back until January, maybe February. And even then, I don't really see how he's going to be a 12-team league impact player. And as I said, Caleb Martin out due to COVID. He probably won't be back until Christmas time. He had a good opportunity with Butler out to have a nice stream value, but obviously that is done at the moment. Bam Adebayo out with his thumb injury. We're talking end of January, middle of January, most likely for Bam. Deadman has played you know, 31 minutes in one game, 29 in another, and then every other game has been under 24 minutes. He is a stream option. He is not a must-roster guy, and trying to guess when he gets those big minutes is a fool's errand. So you're better off just you're dealing with him, streaming if you need to, um, and focusing more on him for 14-team formats versus 12-teamers. The Milwaukee Bucks. Now, I would have hoped at the time of me doing this that I would have had an update on Chris Middleton and his injury. I do not have an update on Chris Middleton and his injury. Um, He suffered a knee hyperextension in the game against Boston on Monday, and I don't expect him to play on Wednesday. They think that he's avoided serious injury, but what does that actually mean? Serious injury is out for the season. Could this be an MCL grade one and he's out three weeks? Could it be an MCL grade two, like a Kaliolinic and he's out six? Possible. Make sure that Pat Connaughton is added and I'd even take a flyer on Grayson Allen there. We could though, in a positive news, be seeing Dante DiVincenzo return, maybe Wednesday or Friday this week. Now, I do not think that DiVincenzo is a must-grab 12-team league guy. Now, of course, if Middleton is out, that does boost DiVincenzo's value, but he's been out since May with this ankle foot problem, foot tendon surgery. He is going to be eased back slowly. And even last season, fully healthy with no depth behind him, he was only a fringe 12-team league guy as a steals specialist. If Middleton is out for months, then it would give me an ability to consider him, but I wouldn't be super excited. Wes Matthews is dealing with COVID at the moment. Not that that should matter too much. Shemi Ojale is still out with a calf injury. He'll probably be out the rest of the week, and he's not expected to be a rotation guy. And then Brooke Lopez, I think functionally, we can just look at Brooke Lopez as out for the season after suffering back surgery. For the New Orleans Pelicans, Zion Williamson. Um, yeah, look, that's obviously shithouse. Um, not covering the Timberwolves, and I didn't cover the Cavs either. No injuries for those guys currently. Zion, um, yeah, look, don't expect him in December. Probably don't accept, ex- expect him in January either. This is a long-time thing here, that that healing problem with his foot. Drop him. Didi Luzada is suspended. Dalton Holmes is out with a leg injury. And then Kyra Lewis, unfortunately, tore his ACL and suffered a tear in his MCL as well. His season is done, and he's probably going to miss the beginning of next season, which is obviously horrible for his development and for where he sits in his career. With him out, Thomas Sadoransky is getting the backup point guard minutes. The New York Knicks got a few guys in the COVID protocols. Rowan Barrett. And then his replacement was Quentin Grimes, and now he's in the COVID protocols. So does that mean we are going to get Kevin Knox? Maybe. Knox played 29 minutes last game. He's going to get 20-odd minutes here, and deeper leagues, you can take a flyer. I hope it means that they decide to start uh, Emmanuel quickly, 
or at least play him 30 minutes a night in this scenario. Obi Toppin also out due to COVID, so that helps Kevin Knox's minutes there also. Maybe Juice McBride gets a little bit of a boost for deeper leagues also. You get more minutes for Derek Rose. Um, and maybe it's a reprieve for the disease scrotum of Van Fournier. Uh, Alec Burks missed last game. Alec Burke. He is off the injury report, so he'll be back. I would not be leaving Alec Burks on the waiver wire at all. I know some of you don't agree with me, but yeah, I wouldn't do it. The Oklahoma City Thunder. No, my son is also named Bort. Lou Dort hurt his ankle last game. We don't have an update yet on whether he's be ready for Wednesday. Um, I would imagine if he misses time, it's only one or two games. And then if he is out, you're looking at the Oklahoma City mudflap Kenrich Williams as getting a bit of a bump there. Maybe Aaron Wiggins gets into the rotation. Maybe it's even Gabrielle Deck. I could barely recognize my own dick. It probably is, and I just wanted to play that sound. If Dort is out, though, yeah, you, you might consider streaming in a Kenrich Williams, but not on Wednesday because there are 11 games on then. For the Orlando Magic, Mo Bumba had to leave last game due to an ankle injury. One, two, three, four, five. He is fine, and he will play in their next game on Wednesday. Jalen Suggs is not going to be back until middle of January. I think he's a drop without injury reserve. Markel Fultz, we could be getting the return maybe next week on limited minutes, or at least at Christmas. While John Isaac, I don't, I don't know. I've got no idea. We're 16 months removed. I think it's going to end up being 17 months before he's back from an ACL injury. It's wild that he's going to take 17 months, but some people are expecting uh, Kawhi Leonard to be back in eight months. No, that, that's not happening. This is also obviously on the other end of the spectrum in terms of return timetable. I don't know what the holdup is. Maybe Isaac's just been bogged down by doing his own research on recovery. I'm not sure. It's very hard for me to look at Isaac and think that he is going to be an impact player this season because of how long it's taking, and then the minutes limits, and then the games restrictions, all that sort of shit. It's very hard to imagine that. Michael Carter-Williams, he's on this team, hasn't played all season. No idea when he's coming back. And each one more, he's played like, what, two games or something? And then he's been out with a knee injury the whole time. Signing him made no sense and uh, continues to make no sense. Philadelphia 76's last game pre-game, although they weren't on the injury report. Both Seth Curry and Joel Embiid were out. Curry with shoulder soreness and Embiid with rib soreness. Hopefully, this is not a long-term thing for either of those blokes, but if they are out, of course, Curry being out means you can stream Drummond. Um, Embiid being out means you can either stream in the Big Avocado for 12-teamers or Goldfinger Charles Bassey for 16-team leagues. I maintain that Bassey might be a better player than Drummond. Um, Matisse Seibel gets a little bit of bump if Seth remains sidelined. The package, Jaden Springer is also out. So he's not out. He's dealing with a concussion. Not that he'd be a rotation guy anyway. Grant Rilla is dealing with a shoulder problem. While Ben Simmons is just waiting patiently for a trade. It does appear like there is momentum to get him dealt. Um, look, we talked about the Kyrie Simmons Zion triumvirate early on. Kyrie is the best player there. Simmons is probably the earliest to return, but we don't know when. And I would, I would but I, in terms of prioritization, Irving Simmons Zion is my order. Because I want to take the risk on Kyrie because he's a much better player. Simmons is going to be returning before Zion, almost definitely. Well, actually, not almost definitely. Maybe. Um, that's the odds, I think, of that happening. Um, and that would be the direction that I would take it. Phoenix Suns play today, and they're going to be doing that without Devin Booker, 
who remains out with a hamstring injury. It doesn't appear like he is too far away, but again, I'm glad they've taken some time with him. He's been out since the 30th of November, so it's going to be at least two weeks before he's back um, you know, from the start of the injury. So he could be back on Thursday for the game against Washington. With him out, they're starting Landry Shaman, and he's doing nothing. It's Cam Johnson, the guy you want there. While DeAndre Ayton remains questionable for today, he's missed the last two games due to illness. Um, if he's out, we're streaming in JaVale McGee. Jalen Smith, who was getting some okay minutes in that one game that uh, Ayton was out, well, he's also out for Tuesday with an illness. Abdul Nader, uh, Ab- Abdul Nader is out with that knee injury, the knee soreness, which has kept him out for weeks. No need to worry about him. Frank Kaminsky's out long-term with a knee injury. And as I said, Jalen Smith out with his illness. We have no idea what the time frame is for CJ McCollum in Portland. He's dealing with a pneumothorax collapsed lung. I'm guessing five to six weeks. I think there's no way he is back in December. And I think we're looking at middle of January, but it's a guess. It's based on data. It's based on recovery times for this sort of trauma-induced collapsed lung. But we don't know because they haven't told us. With him out, Anthony Simons is the ad. Uh, Nasir Little is a starter, and he can be at least a 12-team league stream option, if not a must-add. And then Cody Zeller is out with a patellar injury, which boosts the value of Little, it boosts the value of Covington, and it boosts the value of Larry Nance, who is now the starter over Robert Covington. Injury report is pretty solid in Sacramento. I guess we're not including every player's singular spirit for being a part of this Sacramento um, organization, which we know that their spirit is permanently crushed, but I couldn't list every player down. But Rashawn Holmes has missed the last couple with an eye injury. He hopefully is able to return. With him out, it's just a shit show of Len and Bagley and Metu and Thompson and Jones and a bunch of blokes. None of them worth looking at in 12-team formats. Bagley, maybe you could stream in as a 12-team or in a points league, but that's about it. We've got a non-update update on Zach Collins for the Spurs that, yeah, he's still hurt. He's still got a foot injury, and he's still weeks or months away, and it's not going to have any impact for us or them this season whatsoever. The Toronto Raptors, still nothing positive. Really there, OG Ananobi is out for the foreseeable future. So let's rule him out this week. Let's expect him not to play next week. And the same goes for the big tree, Ken Birch, who's out with a knee problem. You would expect Christmas is maybe the return for them. I'd be pretty surprised if it ran into January. But I don't know. They're being rather vague with these injuries. The big sneeze, Precious Achua, is dealing with COVID at the moment. There is some hope that he could return on the weekend against the Warriors. And when he returns, that's going to have an impact on the wiki, Chris Boucher, and maybe on Yuta Watanabe. Delano Banton is out today with a non-COVID illness. That means that Malachi Flynn gets a bump. David Johnson is a player on this team, and he has a calf problem. And Goran Dragic is also a player on this team. He is away for personal reasons, and I'd be pretty shocked if he ever played for the Raptors again. For the Jazz, all they're missing is Yudoka Azebuke, who suffered a severe ankle injury for the second consecutive season. And then for the Washington Wizards, Kyle Kuzma is in the COVID protocols. It is thought that Kuzma could return on this road trip. So maybe he's back on Thursday against the Suns, if not Saturday against the Jazz. With him out, they're starting Denny Avdia, but it's given a boost to Davis Bertans. You can stream those guys in for 12s, but I wouldn't be too excited about that. Rui Hachimura is not with the team on the road trip, so probably the earliest he is returning is going to be Sunday, the 26th of December against the Sixers. And even then, we do not want him for 12-team leagues. And Tom Bryant, we're looking at probably middle of January return from ACL. No guarantee he plays, but the bloke I think he impacts is going to be Montrez Harrell because Harrell's playing poorly and they are very, very similar players. And that will do it 
for a very, very long-ass um, injury report show. Let me know how many of these blokes are on your team. Hopefully, it's not too many. Drop that down in the comments. But if you are listening audio-wise, follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app, but on YouTube. Drop those comments. Drop the thumbs up. Leave your... Um, What's his name? Yep, ring the notification. But hey, also check out the Instagram account. I've dropped some uh, sneaker unboxing videos over there, Locked On Fantasy Basketball. So if you're into sneakers, I'm going to be dropping some um, videos over on the Instagram channel. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.